Hey y'all, welcome to another episode of the Striving for Rubies podcast. It has been quite a minute since I posted last. A lot has gone on, but I am back with a quick little devotional thought that I hope will help you wives, future wives, young wives, just wives in general. Um, is something that the Lord ha- showed me a while back and something that I'm trying to do and work on daily. I want to talk to y'all for just a quick minute about doing our husband's good and not evil. In Proverbs 21, 9, it says, It is better to dwell in a corner of the housetop than with a brawling woman in a wide house. There's a reason Solomon penned that, and we're going to dig into it just a little bit. The scripture that I want to bring out to you today comes from Proverbs 31. It's familiar text, but there's a lot of wonderful things to glean from it and little nuggets of wisdom that can really help you in your home and in your marriage. So I'm going to read Proverbs 31, 10 through 12. Who can find a virtuous woman for her price is far above rubies? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her so that he shall have no need of spoil. She will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. The word virtuous in verse 10 means strength, might, efficiency, wealth. The definition of rubies in that verse means a precious stone. For right now, if you're wearing one, I want you to look at your diamond ring. Or if you're listening in the car and your ring's at home, think about that ring. The day you received it and the one who gave it to you. It's safe to say that that diamond is a precious stone, right? How happy were you when that ring was placed onto your finger? I know I was ecstatic. Words can't really describe it, can they? Well, what would you do if you lost that ring? How upset would you be? These words are given to Solomon by his mother. She is telling him that finding a virtuous woman is worth far more than a precious and highly valuable stone. So it's safe to say that during the rest of this chapter, as she is instructing him about the characteristics of a virtuous woman, these traits are those that we ladies should desire in ourselves and we should strive to obtain. In verse 11, it says, The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. Let's stop there for a second. What is trust? What is trust to you? How do you know that you can trust someone? Has someone ever hurt your heart? Or have you ever given so much of yourself to someone and they just hurt you so deeply? Our heart is a pretty powerful organ and it is a vital part of our being, physically and emotionally speaking. So let's read that part again of verse 11. It says, what of her husband? The heart of her husband doth safely trust in her. The heart of our husband should be safe with us. He should know that we've got his back regardless. We're not going to leave when times get tough. We're not going to threaten divorce every time we become angry with him. He can trust us with the most intimate thoughts and desires and will not stomp on him or shrug him off or laugh at him for his ideas. What does the rest of the verse say? So that he shall have no need of spoil. The word spoil there means prey or plunder. Let's be honest here. 
Have you ever been in a disagreement with someone, a sibling, parent, spouse, coworker, and because you wanted to get their get the leg up, you use personal intimate information against them to prove their weakness? I know unfortunately that I have especially with my husband when I feel threatened or like I need to be defensive. However, that is not a characteristic of a virtuous woman. A virtuous woman will keep her husband's heart safe and will not prey on his vulnerabilities and use them against him. Verse 12, she will do him good and not evil all the days of her life. That's our job, or it should be, to do our husband good, not evil. Evil in this verse, according to Strong's Concordance, means in an adjective form, bad, disagreeable, malignant, bad, unpleasant, evil, parentheses, giving pain, unhappiness, misery, evil, displeasing, bad, of its kind, bad, of value. Worse than, worse, comparison, sad, unhappy. And as a noun, evil, distress, misery, injury, calamity. I wanted to go a little in depth with those definitions so you have a good description of what the Bible is talking about when it says evil in those verses or in that particular verse. We need to be so, so careful to not cause our husband distress or to always be disagreeable or to be hurtful to him or cause him misery in the relationship. We need to do our very best to not do him any wrong or injure him especially his heart, in any way. I also looked up the word good, and this is what Strong's Concordance said. Good, pleasant, agreeable. Pleasant, agreeable, parentheses to the senses. Pleasant, parentheses to the higher nature. Good, excellent, of its kind. Good, rich, valuable, in estimation. That was the adjective form. And then as a noun, welfare, prosperity, happiness, good things, parentheses collective, good, benefit, moral, good. A virtuous woman strives to be understanding of her husband, to be pleasant and agreeable, to be morally good, which in my mind means upholding the bounds of marriage. I also looked up the word do because of the action word that it is. This was the definition of that word in context, to deal fully with, recompense, to deal bountifully with, to recompense, repay, requite. So I'm not going to rewrite the Bible here. Don't misunderstand. But I'm going to replace some words to give you the full context. Listen. She will repay him good things, not adversity, all the days of her life. That is what a virtuous woman will do for her husband. She will do him good, not evil. And that means the way you speak to him when he's present and even when he's not. There was a point about a year or so ago when I was talking to a friend fairly often and this friend was very discontented and unhappy in her marriage. Um, she was constantly frustrated and angry with her husband and just venting about him all of the time. And I was, while I was happy to, you know, be a listening ear, I began to notice that because she was putting her husband down so often, instead of seeing my husband's good things and being happy with my husband, I began to see all of his flaws. And so I began venting right back because, you know, that kind of goes into everybody wants to be included or have something to contribute. So you're talk she was talking about her husband's flaws. So I wanted to talk about my husband's flaws, even though that's not what I should have been doing. 
And so I became irritated and discontent in my marriage. And that was just a horrible place for me to be. All I saw were his flaws. And I ignored the reasons that I married him. If you focus on the bad of anything or in anyone, you will definitely distance yourself from that negativity. We fought a lot more during that period because I was so unhappy with life and I fell into that pit of bitterness towards my husband, the one that I do love dearly, the one that was working so hard to provide for our family, the one that was just as imperfect as I was and am, and the one that loved me unconditionally, even though I was picking fights with him for no reason. The Lord convicted my heart about that growing frustration and bitterness towards my husband. And after repenting to the Lord and then making things right with my husband, I just stopped talking so much to that friend about marriage for a time because at that point I could not handle that because I did not want to become so discontent. And when I stopped focusing on my husband's flaws, that irritation and discontentment disappeared. The virtuous woman does her husband good, not evil. I would assume that she didn't complain about all of his flaws to her girlfriends. She probably didn't compare his love language, or lack thereof, to her friend's husband either. I doubt she complained that her role as a housewife and mother was harder than his work outside of the home. And I highly doubt she put him down in front of others. And she probably didn't degrade him in private either. I'm almost certain that she loved him unconditionally, never spread their business, respected him, served him, followed his leadership, obeyed him, and cared for him. This generation is the worst about husband bashing. Yes, living with someone 24-7 isn't always roses and sunshine. You will have issues arise. And sometimes you may need to take godly counsel from another sister in Christ, an elder, or even your pastor. But the young wives of today seem to thrive on comparing roles and why their road is harder than his. God made us women to be a helpmeet, and we are equal in a sense of importance, but we both have different roles and responsibilities in our marriage, and it would behoove us to keep that in mind when things get tough. Everyone wants to be seen and heard, but it's better to keep our mouth shut and let the Lord handle all of our issues, especially when it comes to marriage. So my challenge to you, married ladies, myself included, strive to do your husband good, not evil. Or if you're not married, maybe a fiance or a boyfriend, or even a parent, somebody that you have a really close relationship with, that it isn't where it needs to be. Strive to do them good and not evil. I'm not saying that you're an evil woman that seeks out to tear down your partner, but as a female, sometimes those hormones get raging and our words exit our mouth or our actions betray us quicker than our mind can stop us. I know I can be that way. Let's strive to rein in those gut reactions a little bit and not say everything that we think immediately as we think it. Look to the mother of Jesus, Mary. I think about her anytime I want to say something, but I know it's not the right time or right in general, and not just regarding my husband, just anybody. In the latter part of Luke 2, the shepherds had just come to find baby Jesus and were telling about Christ's birth. And even though Mary, I'm sure, was anxious and concerned with everyone knowing that the king had been born. We don't know exactly what the shepherds told everyone, but in Luke 2:19, the Bible says, but Mary kept all these things and pondered them in her heart. 
Sometimes it's good to keep things to ourselves and ponder them a little while. I found that practice keeps me from saying or doing things that I shouldn't do. So again, my challenge to you married ladies or soon to be married, do him good, not evil. Really work on your heart and attitude when conflict arises. And the same goes for the unmarried ladies who may be struggling with a sibling, parent, or a friend relationship. Your attitude sets the tone of your home. You are the thermostat. I don't know about you, but when that thermostat hits a certain point and the house starts either heating up or getting too cold, I get really ill. So when you feel the house or you heating up, cool it down. It will do you and your family a world of good. Thank you so much for listening to another episode of the Striving for Abuse podcast. I hope that it helped you in some way. And Lord willing, I'll talk to y'all later. Mm-hmm.